Did the monster mash? The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It got on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to your favorite one-stop shop for horror news, true crime stories, and real-life tales of the unexplained. Monsters at Midnight, brought to you by the Zima Podcasting Network. Uh, if you are following the network, the website, zimapodcastingnetwork.com, is now fully operational. You can catch all of our episodes and the episodes of the other hot, creamy content on the network on the website. Check that out. We are also on iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor. And... That's all there is to it. Sorry, I, my record <laughs> my record skipped there. Apparently, I'm your host, Space Ghost, coast to coast, with the most, with the most, Bioexorcist with the most, Matt Schaefer, the lovely disembodied voice from off beyond the darkness, beckoning you, calling you by name. That's Jasmine Domestic. How are you tonight? <laughs> Joel and Dormady, everyone. How are you? Oh, I'm great. That's a, that's a fun little. That's a thanks for that. <laughs> we we had this discussion that since Jolyn's name was spelt wrong for the longest time on Spotify, that I would just go out of my way to pronounce her name wrong on the air. Uh, yeah, people do it enough. Jocelyn, Jolene, jo- Jocelyn, Jolene, Jolene. Jolene. Heard that song a lot recently. Ever since I started hosting karaoke, people sing that song to me almost every day. That's so. fucked up. Yeah. Jolyn, guess what? What? It's fucking October. It is October. You know Woo! what that fucking means? All the horror movies every All single day. All the horror day. movies every single Forever. day. Forever. Forever. So, yeah. I, I, are you actually filming? I forgot oh, no. to shout you out, by the way. Our cameraman, oh, our ghoul behind the camera and touching knobs, switching flips. Eesh. That's Graham. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he does is touch Oh, knobs. I wish he had a mic for that growl. That was pretty awful. Yeah, I'm so uncomfortable. I love it. <laughs> but it's October. Expect a lot of things coming in the very near future from Monsters at Midnight. A couple of... What the... F- the oh, said, shit. Sorry. Never Jolene mind. just was nope. jerking herself off real quick. We don't and need I to share that questions. I shared it. You shared it with me. I'm sharing it with our audience. Oh, great. The fucking yeah, obviously. I thought maybe you stopped. I heard a click, and I was hoping you stopped. I heard a click. Anyway. That was just my plate that I have in my ankle. Surgery run went oh, well. In yeah. case you were curious, he's still broken. Though. I am the Terminator now. Um, Sweet. but hell yeah, it's October. We've got a couple of fun things. Maybe a couple of interviews. Maybe a couple of live appearances. Uh, speaking of live appearances, we will always be doing horror movie trivia at Sabbatic in Walker's Point in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, every Monday, 5 to 9, happy hour. Jolyn is behind the pine, and I'm usually pining for attention. Uh, <laughs> check us out. It's always a groovy good time. Without further ado, lock your doors, bolt your windows, turn out the lights. I don't think I say those two things the same. No, ever. I don't think you do. <laughs> And it always sounds wrong, no matter how you it say does, it. Yeah. So I, I can't even bar your doors, bolt your windows, turn out the lights. Monsters and motherfucker. Lock your windows. Bolt, no. I think it's lock your doors, bolt your windows. Fuck if I know. Monsters at mother. Monsters at motherfucking midnight. midnight rides again. It's October. Woo. And I am horny. 
Um, <laughs> starting off the episode. Oh, no. What? I didn't get to jerk off on the air like you did, Joel. That's true. Starting off the episode, guess who got to meet Bruce Campbell? Oh, I hate you. I got to meet Bruce Campbell. I forgot that was a topic because I didn't <laughs> take notes on it. And now I'm like, God damn. I got to meet Bruce Campbell. I'll, I'll keep it brief because honestly, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like so many fucking people bought tickets for the meet and greet. Where I it's saw really... like fucking 20 of my friends on Facebook with pictures from him. And I'm like, all of you can go die. It's really like, but it's one of those things where it's really like, all right, your turn. Get your book, get your picture, get your book, go on. Yeah. And like, he's super, fr- he was super friendly. And he was very, obviously very funny. I came in on my crutches and he said, you should have left the props at home. <laughs> got my picture with him. I got my book. He actually seemed for the most part curious about what stage I was in and the whole process and what happened to get me in in the state. At least I, I like him. to think that he was genuinely curious. He is mm-hmm. an actor after all. But uh, yeah, I saw him at a live Q&A uh, and screening of Evil Dead 2, which was the tits. Uh, I just put that on the other day. That's so good. Such a fucking... I love that movie. Um, He discussed a few things, uh, a couple of questions. One thing that piqued my interest, because uh, I'm a gamer girl, as we've established, he had a little more insight on the upcoming Evil Dead video game. Uh, He said a lot of people, since he used the word immersive in his initial uh, statement on the game, a lot of people assumed it was going to be in VR. Ooh. It's not, he says. Um, it's at least going to start on PC, and it should be out within the year, and he does all the voice work for Ash in That's the video fun. game, which I, I think him. is dope. Um, but yeah, if you ever get the, if you are an Evil Dead fan, and if you ever get the opportunity, if he's in your neck of the woods, go see something live with him. He's so fucking funny, and he has a lot of interesting insight into filmmaking. The whole experience of uh, his whole career. Read his books too. Like, so you got his. News I got book. a copy of uh, Hail to the Chin: Further Confessions of a B Movie Actor. I'm still fucking signed. reading. Uh, if Chins Could Kill. I yeah I was, I don't think I finished if Chins Could Kill but it's what I've read of it is phenomenal. It's really um fun. it's uh he's he's a great talent and he's very funny just on the fly he uh, he heckles the audience like a pro it's unreal it's it was so much fun dude looks Sad. fucking good too he's like mid sixties he's a lot taller than I thought too he's mm. delicious. <laughs> I was kind of he he that. was he's good looking like he looks great that he's chin. he that chin he is like and that's the thing too is he was kind of he's kind of chunky when like he was on burn notice well, and, but he uh, really Ash versus evil uh, yeah, Ash he, versus yeah evil did well I mean he slimmed out like mm-hmm. he is he looks good he looks mm-hmm. really good yeah go uh go check out Bruce Campbell see how good he looks in person. <laughs> Um, we brought up video games real quick, real quick, uh, since I said I would do this, uh, follow up thoughts on the Blair Witch video game. Me and my roommate, Brian have been playing the Blair Witch video game. We have not yet finished it, but we are having a really good time with it. Um, it's not perfect. It's a little rough around the edges, but it's a small indie team that made it, which I think is cool. Um, it's got... The, plot, the narrative devices are really cool. It has a lot of interesting mechanics. Like you can find videotapes for your uh, DV camera and you can actually rewind them and rewinding them will affect reality around you. Certain videotapes will affect, like if you see, like if a door 
to a cabin is closed and locked and you find a videotape that shows someone opening that door, you can watch a videotape and the door will open. And that's a really interesting way I thought to solve puzzles. Uh, this manipulation of reality, the encounters with the Blair, Witch are a little archaic, but they're spooky enough and get the job done. And true to Blair Witch form, I think it uh, pretty emulates the feeling of getting lost in the woods really well. Whether that was intentional, Creepy. whether that was intentional or not, I'm not sure. It could just be like bad level design. But like, <laughs> I, hope, I hope that's it. But like, that's the thing. Like me and my uh, my roommate were playing, and like that's the, for the first like hour and a half, like things were happening, but we're also just kind of like this is like the movie where like for the first hour of the movie, they're just kind of walking around in the woods. Um, but yeah, check out the Blair Witch video game. It's uh, I'm sure around this time of year it's going to be put on some sort of sale. Uh, it's worth checking out. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the real meat and potatoes of the episode. I love meat and potatoes. I do too. <laughs> um, George A. Romero, one of my favorite filmmakers, uh, creator of the Living Dead series and uh, such other cult classics as The Crazies mm-hmm. and uh, Monkey Shines. Has- I forgot about that. How could you forget about Monkey Shines? <laughs> I don't Fair. think I've actually ever seen Monkey Shines all the way sh- through. I really should. But regardless, the topic of discussion is he has a posthumous novel coming out, something that he was working on when he was still alive, um, a zombie novel. I believe it's just called The Living Dead, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Um, it is co-written by, did you find? Uh, Daniel Kraus. Co-written by Daniel Krauss. Who, uh, he co-authored the novelization of Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, you don't hey, know. It is the I'd like dead. to think that George A. Romero is a zombie walking around somewhere. I'm going to be looking for him when the zombie apocalypse inevitably happens. Anyway. Um, <laughs> fuck was I going with this? Oh, I first... Uh, Entertainment Weekly had an exclusive, uh, quite a substantial, like, first glimpse at the book. They had Yeah, they a, put in a little excerpt. Yeah, really nice. like a pretty ex- uh, extensive excerpt from the beginning of the novel. I read a little bit about it, and I'm intrigued, but uh, JoLynn has a weird look on her face. So, oh, uh, oh that must it was just be purely my face. unintentional. Yeah, so, JoLynn, what do you thought? What are your thoughts? What do I thought? What are your thoughts about <laughs> uh, George A. Romero's The Living Dead novel? No, I'm really excited. Um, I, I mean, of fucking course I am. I love reading books, and I love Romero so much. And I'm like, when I had heard that he had written uh, like bits of a novel, I was just like, please tell me somebody's gonna finish this because like, why the fuck? Why the fuck shouldn't they? You right. know? Um, but uh, especially the language that Daniel Krauss used in the excerpt, it's like, dude, this is gonna be so fun to read. And um, Krauss was like, uh, there's an excerpt from the same fucking article. I forget who put it out, but uh, he was quoted saying, it's huge. It's a massively scaled story, a real epic, the kind no one ever gave him the budget for in film. And I'm like, fucking A. That sounds like exactly the kind of book that I want to read. And that's pretty much par for the course for Romero because uh, Tom Savini, who... Uh, is a special effects artist. He did special effects on Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. He said that the original script, he, he said the original script for Day of the Dead was the Ben-Hur of zombie movies. Whoa. So I maybe this this will, and with each movie, it always seemed like he wanted to outdo the previous movie. 
land it got kind of shaky towards the end there, but uh he always had ambition, it seemed like. So I'm excited. I'm fucking pumped. Um and then it's coming out uh next year, June 9th, twenty twenty. Um it's now available for pre order according to that article as yeah, well. I saw it was on Amazon. So. Yeah, I'm fucking stoked. It's gonna be uh one of the first novels in a while that isn't a James Bond novel that I'm actually going to read start to finish, I think. Because oh, I'm boy. all for a fucking zombie epic. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, that's... It's interesting. Uh, have you seen Land of the Dead? Because I haven't seen it all the way through. No, I actually haven't. I haven't seen it. Land of the Dead was originally... It's. I'm going to be intrigued to see if he's incorporating elements from his movies that didn't quite work out initially. Because uh, Land of the Dead, like I said, Day of the Dead was supposed to be like a epic tale from just the description that Tom Savini gave of it. But Land of the Dead was also supposed to be more of a piece about the 90s. And he kind of had to change it after 9-11 happened because the world uh, had changed too. So knowing knowing Romero, I'm sure it's going to have some sort of biting social commentary on it but it also makes me curious what era is this going to take place in i wonder what he started writing it that's the thing too because if he he was alive during was he alive during yeah he was alive during the trump administration yeah he He was alive for the beginning of the trump administration the fuck look is that for (laughs) graham's judging i whatever i'm assuming graham's been having a couple potions off camera so um (laughs) um (laughs) just that chuckle (laughs) i'm curious to see if uh if they will uh emulate the political climate of today in this uh zombie story i hope so i feel like it'd be super appropriate that reminds me i started watching uh american horror story apocalypse because it's on netflix now Mm -hmm. and i'm like i i hate that i love that show i hate it oh sorry sorry. it's just it a lot of it like because it's sort of like post nuclear war because it's right after their cult season where like Trump was in like the president. So I'm like, this is so on the nose, but then it just goes haywire. And I'm like, all right, well, well, that's the thing too, is um, if this is going to, I wonder if this will be Canon with the living dead movies, because they're not direct sequels, but they do give the impression as if the outbreak has continued and gotten worse throughout the years. So it's like the same cause. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm... I'm curious as to, like, if they're going to go more in-depth about, like, the actual, like, cause of it and where it originated. Cause yeah. it sounded like they were doing something along those lines. I can't remember what the beginning of that article read, but uh, it said something like, um, like, one of the early outbreaks or something like that, which I guess Night of the Living Dead is that, too. But still, it'd be interesting to see a little bit more of a backstory with that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very very curious because there's there's like a, there's a lot more you can do in uh, literary context with this mythos than you can in like because no one makes three hour long zombie movies like that's the unfortunate reality of it. I don't wasn't know. World War Z like something kind of crazy though? Wasn't it kind of long? Crazy? Well, World War Z was also. World like War Z it. was a, from what I understand, a mess in its own right yeah, because was it was originally based off of a book, and the author has outright said that it has nothing to do with his book. Other well, that's than the, the title. thing because wasn't World War Z like a fucking? Am I thinking of the right thing where that was like almost like a handbook, but what to do, or something? Or am I thinking of something else entirely? Mm, Scout's Guide to the Apocalypse. 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Well, because I, I feel like... I never read World War Z. I never saw World War Z. I just understood that it was a disaster of filmmaking. Yeah. But that I was also... That was a it was a PG-13 zombie movie, too. I don't know. I feel like the thing is with World War Z, movies like... Because I Am Legend, I recall, was a little lengthier, too. But like movies like those, movie. they're not going for the splatter. I right. think there's... There is a fine line you can walk with making horror, with making explicit horror movies. You can make them too long. I've seen horror movies that are too fucking long. That is true. So, I don't know. I'm excited for this novel. I'm excited to see a really weighty, exciting piece from George Romero after his death. Um, which may, which reminds me, I wonder whatever happened to that Road of the Dead project that he was apparently working on before he passed away. I don't know. Because, yeah. And then apparently his son was working on like a direct sequel to Night of the Living Dead. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's interesting seeing the Romero name still, uh, still, I'm happy. still kicking. I'm happy. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited for this book. So when is the... You can pre-order it on Amazon, but when is the actual release date? Uh, June 20th? No, June 9th, 2020. June 9th, 2020. Be on the lookout for The Living Dead by George A. Romero and David Krause? Daniel. Daniel Krause, excuse me. Krause, yeah. And then it's edited by Brendan Deneen, who uh, oversaw the Walking Dead novels, apparently. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. I don't like the camera business. I feel weird. Um next topic of discussion. Are you asking? No, I remember. Okay. <laughs> You're um, looking over. I was just trying to think of it a segue and I couldn't. Um Knives Out. Oh god, I'm so excited. This is old news <laughs> at this so point, excited. but like I fucking I've wanted to talk about this because people don't make murder who done it's like they used to like the the big cast ensemble cast murder whodunits are yeah. not made anymore. Well, and this cast is just fucking so insane. Like I remember you telling me about this, but we I thought we mentioned this briefly on the last yeah episode we actually got together and recorded, which right, was like three weeks ago. I know I'm a failure. It, it wasn't. Years. It wasn't your fault. It was everybody's fault. Everybody's and you were fault. Broken, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I was back home recuperating after my surgery. Um, but uh. Fuck was I gonna say? Oh yeah, because I like I feel like I should have been hearing way more about this because that fucking kid who played Bill from It is in it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's huge that he's already in some other shit because that kid fucking deserves it. He's so talented. Yeah. And so I'm like, why? Why did I not know? And it's coming out on fucking Thanksgiving this year. Yep. That's fucking bonkers. Yeah. So uh, Jolin finally saw the trailer. For those I did. of you that I don't know, saw the trailer. <laughs> Knives Out is a uh, murder whodunit written and directed by Ryan Johnson, who did uh, Looper and Star Wars: The Last Jedi. It is an ensemble whodunit uh, that uh, the patriarch of this family dies shortly after the celebration of his eighty-something birthday, eighty-fifth birthday, I think. and uh, the cops suspect foul play. Jolin it would... was a chicken. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Knives Out and well, questionable taste and jokes? <laughs> I'm hilarious. Shut up. Uh, well, like I said, the fucking cast is insane. You know, yeah, I said on the last time we recorded, it's got my uh, Hollywood husband and wife in it. Jamie Lee Curtis and Daniel Craig. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, Bruce I, Campbell was in it. We'd have the trifecta. Yeah. Well, I've got the bone. Danny for... Elfman. Oh. oh my god. <laughs> if he did the music, I'd just be <gasps> creaming my jeans all the way to the just theaters. Just the thought. I'm like, oh, is it hot in here? <laughs> <laughs> but I have a total boner for fucking Tony Collette too. So I'm really excited to see her in that. And the fucking blonde chick from Garfunkel and Oates is inexplicably in this, which I'm like, all right. I'm I don't, I don't game. know what that is. Actually. It's like a comedy duo. Um, there's like a, a brunette chick and then this blonde chick who's, they've both been in other stuff. Um, and I haven't really heard anything from them lately, but they have a comedy special on Netflix. They just like, they do music for the most part. Oh, so it's this, like funny. yeah, that's kind of Garfunkel and Oates. I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. They're so. really cute and I just, I love them. I love them to death. So I'm excited to see that. Um, yeah. And Michael Shannon, who for whatever reason, when I first wrote it down, because I was like, Hastily taking notes, I wrote Michael Landon. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> Who's but, Michael Landon? Oh my god, that name sounds familiar. Hey, take your shots or finish your drink or whatever it's supposed to be. If you're playing the, uh, the drinking, the, the game. Moody Blues guessing game, we should really like fucking have a sheet of that because I want to just do that sometime. Oh, Even yeah. though I hate, I can't fucking listen to myself talk. But oh I, my god. I can't talk and type at the same time, apparently. I'll do it then. I'm very excited for this movie. Um, Clue, the oh. movie, is one of my favorite movies. Weird. Huh. Oh, my God. Am I fucking insane? Yeah, but what? <laughs> okay, there we go. Because uh, for a second, I was like, did I, mean, did I mean Michael Langdon? But Michael Langdon is a character in American Horror Story Apocalypse. Oh, my God, words. But Amer- my, oh my god. Okay, somebody shoot me. Someone, um, someone's record skipping. <laughs> yeah, for fucking real. But uh, Michael Landon is like a really old school actor. Um, fuck, I'm just trying to find one. I was gonna say, movie. I thought his name sounded familiar. Little House on the Prairie. There we go. That's... And Bonanza and shit like that. Oh yeah, it's all um, coming together now. Yeah, all okay. these shows I've never seen, but for some reason know the name Michael. But Landon. yeah, because it's a because he's like a classic kind of Western actor. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I fucking knew that name, and I was, like, feeling like a fucking asshole because I'm just, like, Michael Landon is very fucking famous. What is wrong with me right now? Okay, anyway. It's like the time she forgot Toby Hooper's name. Oh, my God. Why do you ever have to bring that up? I brought it up. You're usually the one that brings it up. I forgot it happened. I feel so bad I forgot Toby Hooper's name. Oh. Um, I'm very excited. back. (laughs) I'm very excited for this movie. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> what are you doing? I, well, I, like, I bonked my head on the microphone in shame, and then I probably got makeup on the microphone. And, so you start tapping it? Yeah, and then I realized what I was doing, and here we go. Here we go, folks. Here we go. Hey. <laughs> He's not paying attention. Um, <laughs> fucking, I I'm really want this movie to be good, because... Clu- <laughs> <laughs> now he pipes up what? Uh, uh, I made fun of Matt's. Here we go, folks. Here we go. That's not that's not me. That's him. That's well, I've heard that's you do him. it. I've I heard... do it to make fun of him. Oh, I've heard you do it more than I've heard you do it. That's, that's a him thing. That's oh, how he boy. began his old TV series. Whoa, this thing has three bookmarks. <laughs> Jolyn got a new journal. She is geeked on. It has an index, and it has a page on the back that you can test pens on, and it has a fucking pen holder and three different bookmarks. I've, That's I'm, insane. I'm wet just thinking about it. Oh my it. god, I hate you. Keep talking. I don't care. Anymore. I'm trying to. Sorry. Whatever. Fucking just go see the movie. I don't care. Looks great. You ruined it. <laughs> you did not ruin it. <laughs> Clue 
as I was trying to say, is one of my favorite fucking movies, and, and I'm a sucker for a good old-fashioned whodunit, so I just, I really want this movie to be good, and of course, the cast is stacked. The last example of this was fucking Kenneth Branagh's Murder on the Orient Express, and for as big of a cast as that had, no one is talking about that movie anymore, so I want yeah. this to be good. I want people to talk about this. Did you, uh, did you see that Murder No, because I still really want to see, because they made one in the 70s, for those of, you, those of you that don't know, they made one in the 70s with a bunch of A-list celebrities of that era, Kenneth Branagh's production tried to do a similar thing, but for some reason, no one went to see it, probably because it was marketed fucking terribly with Imagine Dragons used in the trailer for a period piece. That's fucking balls. Yeah, so I I just really want this movie to be good. I want more people to make murder mysteries. Fucking love murder mysteries. I've read the shit out of Encyclopedia Brown when I was a kid. No one got murdered in Encyclopedia Brown because everyone was like 10 but they were mysteries nonetheless. Oh, boy. What? This is you. It's fun. Life is fun. What are you drawing? Oh, uh, Inktober is the thing, and yeah. the first, I missed the first day, but I- It was won. Ring. Yeah, it was Ring, so I was going to draw the, the image from the Ring. That's what I thought you were doing. Yeah. Cool. I wanted to participate, and I figured- cause I, I want to participate, too, but I'm not fucking- I can't draw for shit, but I uh, feel yeah, like it I've, might get wheels turning creatively for me. I've always I'm liked like, drawing, but I'm not exactly terrific at it. I have time I, to like read and do shit now, so I'm like, I want to fucking do that. Yeah. So. When does Knives Out come out? <laughs> Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving. Year. Uh, November 27th, 2019. Perfect. Go check out Knives Out. Is it is it the 27th this year? I thought it was the same. Is it actually Thanksgiving, or is it just Maybe marketed it's a, as? There's a movie. Says, a lot of movies come out. A lot of movies come out at Christmas, but then they come out on like the nineteenth. Well, if you're playing that that's handy a dandy real number, I like how you're doing air quotes when we're recording on a podcast. Um. <laughs> uh, can you hear my air quotes? Now? <laughs> can you hear my air quotes now? That sounded very threatening, and I don't know why. Um, but if you're playing that handy dandy drinking game, uh. Do it again. I have to Google, again. Yeah, I was gonna I have to Google something. Yeah, it says the twenty seventh and when is Thanksgiving? Help me, internet. You're my own oh mom. yeah, it's the twenty eighth. So it comes out the day before Thanksgiving. Hmm. Just as I suspected. Liars. Another mystery solved by Matt Caper. <laughs> oh my god, that's so clever. I, I can't it. take credit for that. Who, who came I up think with that? Will came up with that. Uh, Will came Will. into my room one day, he's like, Matt Caper, we should call you that when you're solving mysteries. <laughs> So cute. That sounds like Check him. out Will on our romance episode of fucking Monsters at Midnight. Don't do that. And listen to his defunct show, World of Wall. Rest, rest in spaghetti, never forgetty. Oh, you can't hear me doing the sign of the cross either, so I'll do oh, that boy. on the mic for you quick. Um, oh, boy. But that'll pretty much wrap up this episode. A uh, couple of, couple of calm the fuck down, okay. Jolien. Yeah. A couple okay. of teasers for the next episode. Episode. There we go. Which will con- which will contain. <laughs> okay, so um, we are going to have a guest on our show. We, which will be our first one since Will. No, since the episode we did Charlie and James, we didn't oh, do Charlie yeah. and James. They were on the show and they were Forgot very about nice. That. Holy shit! Yeah. Um. But anyway, so it's my very good friend Sylvia Nix, who is a local drag performer. 
Um, you might know her from uh, Dick's Milwaukee. That's D-I-X in Walker's Point. Or you might have seen her do trivia at Hamburger Mary's on Tuesdays or uh, in one of her numerous appearances at This Is It, affectionately known as Tits. tits. Yeah, Tits. Um, Still need to go there. And she'll actually be doing, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit later, but she'll be doing, I believe, at This Is It, she'll be doing Horror Gasmo there this year. That is usually at Club Anything, but she's had a little bit, She's had a lot of shows at This Is It, so I'm assuming that's where it's going to be this year. Um, she's a huge fan of 80s horror and B-movies, and uh, yeah, she wanted to come on our show, and I'm really excited about it, because she uh, she has a bunch of performances coming up, and the whole reason I became friends with her was because she has this insane, like, possessed Evil Dead act, and it's just phenomenal. She's incredible, and I love her as a person. So, uh, she'll be joining us next week for our episode, talking about queer horror, B-movies, 80s movies, what have you, and probably her upcoming shows. Perfect. Um, Which leads into what we always do in October, is Rick... Oh, what did I oh, jump plug. the gun? Plug. I, plug for the event. Oh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should yeah, I do yeah. that first? Very excited about okay. this. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, uh, as you all know, we do horror movie trivia every Monday at Sabbatic. Oh, uh, yeah. But the 20... 20- in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I already said it at the top okay. of the episode. All right, yeah. Okay. Fucking pay attention. Figure they once. know where we're from, but I don't know where you all are from. I don't know you people. Coming so from the far corners of the earth. Yeah, I don't know. But the 28th of this month, that's a Monday, we are going to be doing several hours of horror movie trivia where it starts at 5 p.m. when we open and it goes all the way until bar close and it's going to be amazing. Fuck yeah. I'm going to be using working my... God, u- I hope I'm not on crutches. I hope not too. <laughs> But uh, I'll be working my usual shift from 5 to 9, and then taking over, as she does every week, is Bonnie, affectionately known as Bonnie Rotten. Um, Look every... up Bonnie Rotten. And Not don't... on your parents' computer. Yeah, I was going to say, don't do that. <laughs> um, but uh, that's what we call her, so... Uh... Anyway, not not the Bonnie Rotten, not the same. <laughs> this is just what we call her because it's funny. Um, anyway, so uh, she and my good friend Richie Murray hosts the Cretan Hop every Monday night. Otherwise, we call it Punk Rock Monday, where he DJs and she bartends. He barbacks. It's fun. It's a party. Um, so what we're going to be doing that Monday is a whole night of punks in horror. So we'll be airing such. Uh, Classics as Return of the Living Dead and Night of the Demons. Um, probably going to show Green Room as Green well because that's a, a newer one and we love it. Um, we're bring in- Repo Man too. Yeah, fuck yeah. Repo um, Man. And Repo Man. We're encouraging everybody to dress up, especially as one of your favorite characters from like a punk and horror because um, I might recycle oh. my uh, my trash from last my, year. I, <laughs> I might recycle my trash from last I'm year. I'm my trash. Uh, my trash costume, which is trash from Return of the Living Dead. I am going as Nick Cage from Mandy. Yes. Fuck yeah. Oh my God, that's so perfect. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm making like little cheesy gift bags where uh, we're going to have like, you know, those like old school like spider rings and glow in the dark fangs. Uh, and I was going to say this, I don't give a shit. Uh, free shots for correct answers. Um, so I will also say that since the fucking trivia on the show never panned out the way I hoped it would, there's a very real possibility you could walk away with a Blu-ray or DVD that night, too, because yeah. I still have copies of movies that I already own. Yeah, <laughs> so. fuck yeah. So, uh, and then, w- as always, we'll be there. I think Graham will also be there. Um, we'll have merch, I think, too. Yeah, we will have merch. So essentially, so loosely, we might have merch. Um, so if you love us and want to come out and party, it'll be a really good time. I won't be behind the pine for the second half of it. 
So oh, I we're might... doing. Are we doing the live show then too? Or... I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I think we decided against doing that, but we'll be there. We'll be there. It'll be fun. Um, so spoiler alert: we're probably gonna be doing a live show yeah. if everything goes right. Yeah. This um, this month too. We will plug that later on when things are. Uh, when we set have in more stone. details, Sam. Yes. Um. But yeah. So that's a thing. Uh, Monday the twenty eighth. 5 p.m. until bar close. I will be there all fucking night. Matt will be there all fucking night. Um, I'll be there okay. until they forcibly remove me right. from the premises. Um, we're we're Multiple. gonna we're gonna turn it into a little party. So you know, yeah, come dressed up. A dead man's party, even. Yes, exactly. Who could that. ask for more? Oh my lanta. Okay. Um, but yes, now. <laughs> well, I was gonna say one more quick thing. I was gonna say I know Eli Roth has a new movie coming out that he's very geeked about. We will discuss it on a later episode. I mean, this one's getting lengthy as it is. I kept the topic out just to save time. So we'll discuss Eli Roth's 1031 in a later episode. I am oh, well aware about it. Um, but we're going to do close out the show what we way we always... Fuck me. Can, can talking ever be a thing that I do on this nope, show? Nope, okay, never. Cool. Not allowed. All right. Get out. <sighs> go home. Walk. <laughs> He's broken. That's why it's funny. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm waking I, up I now. To, I took a nap and I feel so much better. I have to fucking come back from that. <laughs> We're going to do what we always do in October and recommend all you sad sons of bitches out there horror movies to fill your dull life with meaning. <laughs> Instead of sitting around watching the same shit like Paranormal Activity 75, the, the Ghost Mexicans or whatever the hell. Wow. Why don't you watch a movie you never heard of for a change, you fucking idiot? <laughs> Jolyn, what do you recommend for the lovely viewers this okay. week? Uh, I thought this would be a good transition because next week we'll be talking about like queer horror 80s movies. Uh, I'm going to recommend Strip to Kill, Hell which is yeah. uh, it's a movie about a bunch of strippers getting murdered. Um, and Clips of which were featured in a Carpenter Brute music video. Right. Right. You showed me that. I forgot I about did, that. Yeah. Um, but uh, written and directed by Cat Shea came out March 20th, 1987. It is... Uh, the wonderful IMDb, uh, I think it was IMDb, uh, synopsis goes, uh, a female detective gets her cuffs out and goes undercover and underdressed at a strip club to snatch the killer of local strippers. That's, pretty, that's pretty snatch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that's what they meant, yeah, but That's pretty it. good, though. <laughs> um, but the, the, the lead like stripper, like the main character who isn't the detective, uh, she is... Uh, uh, I think she's about to like leave the community to like run off with her girlfriend. I think that's that's where we step into the strippers' lives. Um, so that's that's why it's related to the queer thing. Otherwise, it wouldn't really make much sense. But uh, what I love about this movie is uh, it's 80s horror. Too. <laughs> yeah, it's 80s horror too. I suppose it's appropriate. Um, but uh, what I love about it is the acts that they do are actually like fucking incredible. Like they're very detailed. The dancing is amazing, and like they use props in very insane kind of burlesque ways, so I'm super behind it, of course. Um, and uh, I love it because the detective that goes undercover as a stripper is really fucking bad at it. And because I was expecting going into it, like, oh, she's gonna be great at it, at it immediately, and that's just gonna be the whole movie. It's just like, oh wow, she's the natural. Look at her go. But she sucks so bad, and it's fucking hilarious. She's all like shy, and she doesn't know what to do up there. So she kind of like plays into her shyness. So she like goes up there as like a librarian kind of character, and it's just so fucking cute, and I just love it so much. So, uh, strip to kill. Amazon Prime, I think it's on now. If you uh, are... that's some of the worst ADR work I've ever seen in a movie. 
like people. I mean, that's that's not true. That's actually not true at all. I've seen far worse ADR work. Yeah, so shut up. Anyway, what do you recommend, Matt? <laughs> you to be nice to me for once. <laughs> <laughs> um, I that recommend. That sounded like a threat too. I recommend, as you all know. Well, maybe you don't know. If you're new to the show, daily in October on Facebook, I do what's called Schaefer Shocktober. Because fuck you, Graham. Because I'm incredibly <laughs> vain. And I like showing off what I'm watching during the holiday season and maybe turning people on to some movies they've never heard of. Um, I'm going to recommend something to you that I have not watched technically as a part of my Shocktober list. But I watched a movie called The Abominable, the Abominable Dr. Fives. Oh, yeah. You know that creepy voice at the end of Michael Jackson's thrill- Thriller? He was an actor that was in a lot of very excellent horror movies named Vincent Price. Are there people out there who don't know who Vincent Price oh, is? Are I you listening prom- to our podcast? Well, okay, if you're listening you to the podcast, chances are you know who Vincent Price is. I'm I, just... I just had a moment where I was like, am, am, I, am I in another, like, did I cross dimensions? Am I somewhere I shouldn't be right now? Yes. people don't know who, who Vincent Price is. I, That's I, an excellent point. I'm just spelling it out more right because there are people that don't know who Vincent Price That's is. That's true. If you don't, it's not your fault. Just look into it. Vincent Price is amazing, and he plays the aforementioned Dr. Fives, who is getting revenge on the death of his wife that happened during a surgery, and he's killing off the surgeons and nurses involved in the style based styles based on the ten plagues of Egypt from the Old Testament. It is... If you are a fan of Saw or movies of the like, you should check it out. It's definitely a precursor to movies like Saw. The fuck off. This isn't your <laughs> show anymore. <laughs> I love your Grimm's commentary because they can't hear it. True, and it's yeah. just so fucking funny. Y'all are missing so much. You should come the, back on the air, Graham. The, <laughs> the uh, kills are pretty fantastic. The makeup work is excellent. The set design is phenomenal, and uh, the characters are pretty fucking fun, and uh, honestly, uh, some good elements of horror comedy in it as well, in a very British sort of way. Um, You'll understand what I mean when you watch it. It's just got that kind of style to it. Um, But yeah, check out The Abominable Dr. Fives. There is a sequel that I know nothing about, so uh, I'm fucking check that one out too. I own that one. I own it on a double pack, but I haven't watched the sequel yet. But I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Jolyn, thank you for being here. You're not welcome. Graham? All right. <laughs> is full of hate today. Happy Halloween, everyone. It was Happy nice Halloween. while it lasted. Oh, no. No. You'll never hear from me again. No, shut up. Big Have a good night. <laughs>